to The Step, a podcast for and about unstoppable women. I'm your host, comedian Ego Wodem. Last season, we heard from brilliant women who stand up for what they believe in. This season, we're celebrating those women who boldly take up space and relentlessly push forward in pursuit of their dreams. Join us. This episode of The Step by Pop Sugar is presented by Sorel Footwear. Whether you're a throw-on-some-mascara kind of person or someone who leans into bold colors and trends, makeup is an incredibly personal choice and a reflection of our identity. So when sisters Mabel and Shaira Frias couldn't find the products that made them feel like, well, them, they set out to fix it. I go to the trade show and I'm like, my mind was blown. We walked the floor for days. Mm-hmm. And when you saw the true owners of the brand, 99% were men. The true owners of the beauty industry of the people telling us what to wear and mm-hmm. you know How what's to hot look and, and what's, what's cool. not yeah. are men yeah. and we're like this is our opportunity to get into the industry represent women represent ourselves in an authentic way together the Fria sisters launched Luna Magic a Latina beauty brand that acknowledges how diverse the Latina experience actually is and became an unstoppable force behind an exploding brand Mabel and Shaira Welcome to The Step. Thank you so much. So Thank happy to you. be here. I saw a little clip of you on Shark Tank, so I'm already kind of a fan. <laughs> um, so uh, this season, we're going to be kicking off each episode by asking our guests, what's one quote, mantra, or piece of advice you find yourself constantly going back to? So I'd like to invite each of you to share a mantra, quote, or piece of advice that you find yourself leaning on uh, regularly. My go-to quote is actually one that I've used during interviews. You know, when you're interviewing for jobs, they ask you to prepare a little presentation and I would start with my intro slide and then this slide. And it's a quote by Maya Angelou and it says, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And to me, it's really important because Mm. with feelings and empathy and emotions, we're often triggered by so many different things that happen around us. And especially if you're growing a company and you're a mission-driven person, you understand that at the end of the day, a company or a a baseball team, a basketball team is a group of people that all come together Mm -hmm. that all share this value. And then there's feelings underlying there in addition to performance expectations. So, you know, leading with people first, um, that to me is, it's it's really something that I always have top of mind. That's great. That's great. I I love that quote. And I feel like I've referred back to it time and time again in my own life as well. And and just even as a person on the receiving end, um, (laughs) I don't remember what this person said or I don't remember what this person did, but I do remember how they made me feel. Correct. So I think that's a wonderful thing that that constantly go back to. I think that's really great. And um, a good way to remember how to operate within a team. Cause I sometimes think we can get caught up with like the minutia and details. Right. And I'm a bit of a perfectionist myself. <laughs> um, Join the club. Which is a disease. Yeah. <laughs> but, but reminding myself like, okay, at the end of the day, you know, three years from now, people aren't going to remember that the details were exactly right, but it's right. going to be that feeling, um, that they remember. So I love that one. Okay. And. To me, T.D. Jakes is my uncle in my head. Okay. (laughs) Um, He says, run after your destiny. Mm -hmm. Do not stroll. Do not walk. Do not meander. Do not wander. But run after your destiny. Mm. This is what I want to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. Right. Right. So every day I wake up with purpose and I'm like, hey, 
how am I going to tackle on my destiny? This is what I want to do. And I have to run after it. I love that. I love that. I don't like running. (laughs) (laughs) I do not like running, I must admit. But I, I love the idea of running after your destiny and pursuing it with full zeal and vigor. I find myself saying to myself often, life is happening now. Yes. And I, I am a person I think who is sort of like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Mm -hmm. I find myself absolutely running towards my goals, but then also sometimes having to remind myself it is a marathon run, Mm. right? (laughs) Not a sprint. It's It's a long, long, it's a long long game. Right. (laughs) It's like, this is a sprint. Let's go. Everything. And, and, but so, um, I would say a piece of advice I find myself constantly going back to is, Go where there's peace. Mm-hmm. Um, that's from my mother said that to me in some context like 15 years ago. And it always stuck with me. And when I have a hard time making a decision myself, I, I go to that advice. I kind of imagine what would I feel like? What does my spirit feel like? How do I feel? Mm-hmm. If I imagine choosing option A, how am I feeling if I imagine scenario B? Mm-hmm. And that's helped me make tough decisions. But I'm this is my favorite part. I have to say this little this new segment <laughs> because I'm like, everyone, give me your life advice. I'm I'm putting that making mental note of it. But thank you for sharing that, ladies. Okay, so we're gonna get into some questions about you, ladies, and your brand. Um, and so, how did you guys decide to get into the beauty industry? Well, it was a funny long uh, <laughs> transition. Mm-hmm. So I went to school for broadcast journalism. I graduated. Okay. I went into the industry. And then soon after I realized, oh, this is not my passion. Okay. So I'm like, okay, so what do I do with this college degree? Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, oh, what do I like? So then I went to makeup school. Okay. When I went to makeup school, I realized that besides the blending and the applying the eyeshadows and the blush and the lipstick. Right. I enjoyed when the teacher talked about the business side, the numbers. I enjoyed everything that had to do with operations. Okay. So I'm like, wow. Okay. So I'm not necessarily going to get a job at Mac like all the Mm -hmm. girls did. They Mm -hmm. all went to like a makeup store and got jobs. I said, I want to start my own type of makeup store. I decided, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a makeup store in Dominican Republic. So I go down to Dominican Republic and, you know, I register my name and everything. And then I realized it hit me. I'm like, hmm, if I'm going to open a makeup store in Dominican Republic, I have to live here. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Exactly. I'm like, hmm, I don't think I I, I can live here like full time. So literally I'm like, oh, I told my sister my frustrations and I'm like, sister, you know, I really enjoy. Wait, did you forget when you tried to open it in Boulder, Colorado? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Is that before DR or? No, this was, this was DR was first. So then I was like, okay, maybe I'll open it in, I moved to Colorado. Okay, so was then, it just cause? No, no, you know, <laughs> yeah. love took me to Colorado. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it, right? Out of all like, places, what is, a, be love. what is a Dominican girl from Washington Heights <laughs> doing in Colorado? Doing in Colorado, in Boulder, Colorado. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. obviously, I moved there for love. Right. And then I'm like, yay, I'll open a makeup store in Boulder. Then I realized, <laughs> oh my God, nobody wears makeup. No, no one is wearing makeup. No one is glamming themselves up. So I'm like, oh, sister, what am I going to do? So then my sister is like, hey, why don't we just start something? And I'm like, what do you mean start something? 
And then, yeah, because I was in LA. So I came from New York, Washington Heights to LA for a couple of startup jobs, both in like home decor and beauty. And okay. I kept being part of these teams, early startup teams and seeing how things were done and wondering right. what's our version of that. And looking at, I'm a big data nerd and market research. And I saw this huge white space, you know, Latinas, right. multicultural women, we were category drivers of cosmetics, but there's just really wasn't a brand that was at that moment. This was before Fenty. Right. You know, and she changed the game that was really right. authentic, cool, whatever. So my sister and I, she was talking about her frustration. I was like, you know what? There, I think there's actually a market opportunity here. And right. that's where it started clicking. That's amazing. What a journey, though, too. To, <laughs> I, 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 I can empathize. I, I studied biology in college. Ooh, and, la la. Yes. And now I do comedy. <laughs> so oh quite what a, a pivot. Yes, exactly. That's a strong Ex- pivot. What a pivot, a departure, all that. So I feel like it takes people time to discover mm-hmm. their passions and, and their purpose and what's meant for them. And then to also be emboldened to pursue those things mm-hmm. as well, you know. So I always find it fascinating, particularly, obviously, because I that's my background, but I find it particularly fascinating when someone has studied one thing or pursued mm-hmm. one passion and then discovered, oh, maybe this isn't right for me and or there's something I'm more passionate about and it's a complete departure, you know, or pivot from where you originally started. And then to think that you were able to do that with your sister is really, really inspiring and so cool and unique, I feel. I'm like, I wish my sister is now a screenwriter and I'm like, oh, maybe we'll get to work together one day now. But (laughs) we have always been in different industries. When did you guys first have the idea for Luna Magic? It kind of started when our mother passed away. And it just, I woke up one morning and I said, I have no fear in the sense of I'm fearful of, the, of life in the universe and, you know, the law of attraction and whatnot. But like my the, something that I really, really, really loved is no longer here. I'm just going to just go take life by the horns and do what I want in that mm-hmm. sense. Right. It sounds mm-hmm. cute in theory, but we're still working on that muscle. Right. So, muscle. <laughs> right. Of course, um, it's a choice every single day, moment to moment. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I just remember I had this vision of her I had she came to me in a dream and she had on a blue dress and then I just spoke to my sister I said hey sister like we had these we were talking about it right and I was like let's just go do it I I just think that me I'm a very visual person so I put the vision board together and even the vision board part my sister it was like a collaboration like sister do you like these colors do you like these fonts you know what I mean and again that's what I love about our partnership because I feel like my sister is creative in a very like product development colors like she knows what looks good from a consumer but then I'm also like business creative in the sense of like a startup is an entire puzzle. Right. And you're, you have to have some level of creativity and imagination to put pieces together. You know what right. I mean? Right. So I remember my sister got invited to Italy. To, oh, that part too. Yeah. She, <laughs> to, She's like, wait a minute. Yeah. To a show called Cosmoprof is the biggest trade show for like everything beauty. Mm-hmm. So my sister's like, hey, do you want to go? Maybe you can learn something. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go. But then she really, really pushed me. <laughs> pushed me. <laughs> and then I, I, I went. Because it was your first time flying internationally. That's where it was. By going. myself. The, by herself. Yeah, kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> She's like scared. And I've taken flights across the pond on my own. So I'm like, get, just get on the plane. Don't worry. Right. We'll figure it out when, you, when we're there, you know? Yeah. So, right. I, so I land and I go to the trade show and I'm like, wow, this is my... My mind was blown, right? Mm-hmm. Because I saw all these industries and I'm like, oh my God, it's so tangible. 
yeah, we saw yeah. beauty at an international, like P- Poland version of it versus French version versus Italian. So we just saw like right. a 360 and then we kept going back to what is our take of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest thing I learned that day was who was behind these mm-hmm. brands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We walked the floor for days. Mm-hmm. And when you saw the true owners of the brand, they were all 99% were men. Wow. And we're like, wow, Mm -hmm. 99% of the true owners of the beauty industry, of the people telling us what to wear and, Mm -hmm. you know, how to look and and what's what's not are men. And we're like, wow, no, this is our opportunity. This is our opportunity to get into the industry, represent women, represent ourselves and in an authentic way. Right. Right. Yeah. So the trade show just blew my mind. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is actually tangible. We can actually do this. I think it's remarkable that you are the more visual aspect marketing, what kind of things would draw people in? Because I always say I'm a sucker for good marketing. We're very big on visuals. Yeah. And we're also very big on naming our products, meaning, Mm -hmm. for example, our lashes are named after telenovela series and and our lipstick names like you read off, you know, reggaeton. Banda mm-hmm. salsa, everything has a cultural connection to our customer. Meaning if you grow up in this demographic in this era, it yeah. clicks immediately. Right. And that's what we love about what we're doing is the authenticity. It looks good, but it also right. has to be priced right. And it, right. but also she connects with it in a way that's authentic. Right. And then as far as Luna Magic goes, um, I'm sure you've been asked this before, but I'm deeply curious how you two <laughs> came up with the name for the brand itself. Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Okay. It's a true it's an example of the partnership that my sister and I have. Like when we were thinking about, okay, we sh- I think we need to start naming this thing because it seems to be getting a little serious like, in terms of what, we're, what, we're, what we want to set out to do. And then my sister was reading a moon book. Remember sister it was like a book about yes. the moon. Yes. So that was around when my mom passed okay. and all of a sudden I'm like, why am I so obsessed with the moon? Mm-hmm. So I started uh, researching <laughs> spiritual stuff. And right. it turns out that the moon has a lot of mother energy, a lot of women energy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, that makes sense why all of a sudden I'm noticing the moon. Maybe my mm-hmm. mom is trying to communicate through the moon. Right. So I told my sister, hey, I really like the word moon. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I go, OK, then I'll pick a word. I like the word magic because I think that people that are truly changing the world have to have a sense of magical spirit. Right. Yeah. To be out there, to pivot, to do something, to live outside of their norms. Right. And then we got stuck with moon magic, moon magic. Right. And we're like, oh, and we're like that, doesn't, that doesn't sound too feminine. It doesn't say anything. Yeah. And we were yeah. at dinner in New York City with a girlfriend and she goes and we like, hey, we came up with moon magic. What do you think? And she goes, I don't know. Where's the Spanish angle? It needs to be a little bit more fun and playful. She goes, how do you say moon in Spanish? We were like, Luna. And we were like, Luna magic, Luna magic. <gasps> Luna magic. And then my yeah. sister and I were like, let's <laughs> shake hands now and we will never like change it. You know what I mean? And we oh. shook hands and it stood there. Good. Luna, Luna magic. Luna magic. Luna magic. It does feel very feminine and mysterious. And <laughs> it does evoke a feeling in me right now. I'm right. like, I do, it does. So I, wonderful job picking the name. What was your family's reaction to this idea that, that you guys wanted to start a business? You were going to go into business together and, and create this line. What did everyone have to say about that? Well, my family, to be honest, <laughs> I think they're still a little clueless in terms, of, in terms of our accomplishments. Okay. So they are like, as as long as we are in like Spanish TV, 
Right. right. They're like, oh, God, you guys <laughs> made it. You guys made it. You're right. on Spanish TV. Right. That's how far they go. Right, right, right. right. Hey, they don't really understand, like, hey, guys, we're in 1922 stores. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. guys, we're going to this retailer and that retailer. They don't care. Right. They, yeah, they, they, just, they go, are you guys happy? And I think it's just because they're, I don't think my mom or my parents ever knew I was first person in my family to go to college. My sister was a second. Like we've been mm-hmm. trailblazing a lot of firsts mm-hmm. that it's like they don't it's we're navigating worlds that it's not they don't understand. Right. So we just keep it super like, look at us on television. We send them the magazine. Like, right. you know what and I mean? They, what, get that, they get that. Yeah. That energy. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. I am first generation Nigerian. So I was born in Baltimore. My, my mom was born in Nigeria and raised there. And so when people ask her about my accomplishments, I'm like, she doesn't know half of what's going on. (laughs) I'm like, this is not registering to her. She just knows that I'm able to pay my bills. Right, right. Are you you surviving? Exactly. And did you do your hair? Did you, hey, are you at the salon this Sunday? Did you, like, you know what I mean? Oh, you gained a little weight. What's going on? I'm like, I don't know. We're building a company. Exactly. (laughs) That's all the stuff they notice. Like, okay, you're dressed all right. Okay, good. Are you going to wear that still? So I, I, that that resonates with me. I think that's really great. You two, though, do have each other to be mm-hmm. able to be like, do you ever have those pinch me moments where it's like, this is really happening. We're really doing it. We're in deep. Yeah, we I have think- to always remind each other, like, sister, okay. let's not forget. I'll give you an example. We were talking about something. Sister, let's not forget. We started with the monthly MetroCard rides in New York City, mm-hmm. and now we're mm-hmm. not on the Metro. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. we have to, like, remind <laughs> ourselves the context of how mm-hmm. far we've come. Or other people have to remind us. I remember mm-hmm. when we filmed Shark Tank, we were so exhausted. And it's because it's people don't realize behind it's a big process. We didn't realize how big it was until it happened. Right. Until 40,000 applications, and we were one of the episodes that, I mean, they aired our company, which what a lot of people don't know is you can tape, but doesn't necessarily mean you will air. Wow. So, my our, our friends, it was our friends when it was like, oh, by the way, guys, it's going to launch January 15th. People were like, that's a big deal. We're like, really? Because <laughs> we're just so like in it, sister, right? Like yeah. we're just executing, executing. You're just as good as your last like deadline, right? Every right. week is something new. Right. Um, so we rely on each other sometimes when I'm going through my days. My sister would be like, let's remember where we started. I'm like, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, right. it's like we you're have right. to stop and smell the roses. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it's a constant like, hey, sister, let's take this weekend off. Right. Let's take a little vacation because right. mm-hmm. we're hustling, hustling, hustling so hard. Right. It's like we don't even notice how far we've come. Correct. Right. Right. I mean, it's it's hard to when you're in it, you know, mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys do have people around you and sometimes can do that for each other to say what we're doing is really amazing. And look how far we've come and we're not monthly metro card in it right now we can afford a little uber <laughs> we've come a long uh, way yeah and i i want to remind you it's in, it's incredible and so is would you say that this is your dream job absolutely and if, a million percent oh, oh my god have, a million like percent. i love to have percent. fun in whatever i do yeah like, i i know i need money to survive we know this but mm-hmm. i everything i do i need to love yeah um Every product that we launch, I love it. Like I am literally selling things I love. And that's totally, totally beautiful to be able to wake up with passion and doing exactly what you love. It's just beautiful. This is my dream career, my dream job. Sorry for the four years of 
nothingness. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> you were finding <laughs> your path. Yes, you were just finding it. You were finding <laughs> it. No apologies necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Student loans for whatever. Girl, but, <laughs> listen, you're not alone. You're yes. not alone. Just a generational problem. But yeah. Listen, exactly. You're not alone. Same. Like, and so, Mamel, you said this is your dream job. Tell me more about why it's I'm so job. obsessed. I'm a merchant at heart. I love products. I love going into the stores for no reason. I just love <laughs> seeing what's new, what's fresh. I really like the beauty category, but what, what, why this is even more of my dream job is like the marketing, the operations, the finance. There's, I learned so much every day about our business. Like we're building blocks every literally hour, every detail adds to like the bigger picture. So I feel very engaged because I'm just a big learner. Like I've been at jobs, you know, in corporate where you ha- you're in your box, you have mm-hmm. to like negotiate to not piss people off or whatever. Right. So here <laughs> it's just like today I'm going to do finance and tomorrow I'm going to help my sister with merchandising and then tomorrow I'm going to work with marketing. So there's right. enough to variety to keep me really excited. And more than that, it's my dream job because I know it's like the market needs it. When we get responses from our customers, like our reviews and all that stuff, like all that data to validate not only just the sales, but like the letters, the IGs that they send us, the DMs, right. that's that's what gets me really fired up when people like who we're targeting, there's a magic in who we, we are set out to, to help solve a problem for. And right. we're seeing that they're engaging with us. And that's what makes it really worthwhile for me. That's the best getting feedback and knowing that what you're making and what you're passionate about is resonating with people and like fulfilling a need for them. And it's got to feel so affirming to have that feedback come into you guys. With that said, was there ever a moment when you wanted to give up on starting your own business? And how did you push past that if that did, if something you experienced? I would have to say no, I think. No. Because how we grew up in the environment that you're in the hood in Washington Heights, New York City. Right. Um, you know, giving up is it's it's, it's just not, not an, option. an option. It's right. just not an option. <laughs> okay, right. this is not working out. What's the next thing I can do to try to make pivot? To pivot yeah, is our to, favorite word. Pivot. We're like, right. great. How are we gonna make what is this? Lemon out of lemonade or mm-hmm. we we have that mentality. It's like we've already invested too much. We just got that means it, it's not working in this way. How can we rethink it to make it work in the bigger picture? Right. And understanding an understanding that sometimes you don't have to do vertical jumps. Maybe you move to the side, left, Mm -hmm. parallel jumps. I love parallel jumps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, very, I I think, important for people to know, too, is adaptability and being Mm -hmm. able to pivot, as you say, is such a huge part of achieving, especially a nonlinear goal such as creating your own successful business and knowing when, okay, this isn't working. I want to try a different method and being able to be flexible and adaptable that way is so, so important. And I so, bet you use your, some of your biology discipline for mm-hmm. comedy. Do you I'm like sure, that skill you know, set, like the research? <laughs> that is a great, that's a great question. I do think I, I work at a job where it's incredibly challenging. It's mm-hmm. also incredibly rewarding being on SNL. But at times, and I think notoriously so, it can be really difficult. But as far as the the experience of studying biology for Mm -hmm. me and getting a degree in biology, something I wasn't ever really passionate about, it gave me a sort of resilience and discipline. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. I maybe otherwise, if I had studied theater, not to say people who study theater don't have discipline, but for me and my journey Mm -hmm. specifically, I wonder if 
studying biology and having the challenges I, I had with it and seeing it through to the end didn't give me a skill set that I, yeah, I, I probably use today. I, I also am a believer that nothing is in vain. Green. And so everything you experience is equipping you for the next chapters of your life. Yes. Agreed. And now you guys are not only uh, female entrepreneurs, but Latina entrepreneurs. How does that impact how you make business decisions? Oh, we're like, we call our, we consider ourselves Afro-Latinas, which means okay. we're in the intersection of a lot of diaspora, right? We mm -hmm. fully accept our blackness, but we right. also culturally grew up in this Latin, rich Latin environment. Right. Um, it's in everything that we do. I think that we grew up in a family structure. You know, there's certain values probably mm -hmm. due to like religion and just family traditions that come with being Latina. Right. And I think it informs like how we lead, how we treat people, meaning let's say we're working on a project with someone and we have to kind of like respectfully part ways. We do it with a lot of heart very mm -hmm. heart centered to make sure that there isn't any like energy because it doesn't need mm -hmm. to be. I think a lot of people think that business needs to be cutthroat. And I'm not right. saying that in some instances that may not be the case, but we lead a lot with our heart, with, with wanting to do things right. Like even my sister for her, it's passion. Do we love mm -hmm. what we're doing? And it's about finding more people that love what we're doing. And then we keep loving it all just bigger, better, faster. So the Latina is, um, it's just, I remember when I went to college, I went to NYU. I, I probably struggled so hard to fit into this box because I didn't realize how much I was going up against by being the first in my family. Mm -hmm. A lot of my the traditions that I was running away from. But I'm so grateful to my upbringing as a Latina and what the culture represents and the values that the strong values that we have, because I've been able or at least me personally, we've been able to use that not just for how we're disciplined as an entrepreneurs, but then how we choose to run the business and how we choose to show up as businesswomen. Right. That's fantastic. I, I, that does. That's something I can absolutely relate to when you're younger and trying to assimilate and fit in and shying away from so much of what makes you so uniquely you and then mm -hmm. leaning into that as you become an adult and you go, actually, no, I take such pride in this right. and, I'm, and I'm proud of it. It's what makes me me and I'm happy that I have this. And it's a secret sauce. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it really is, though. It is. We're going to do a quick message from our sponsor and be right back with some rapid fire questions. Your shoes tell a story about not only who you are, but where you're heading. Because of that, your footwear should be as bold as you are. That's why Sorel Footwear has designed shoes that define and defy the trends. From classic and sporty sandals to wear all week wedges and platforms, these shoes level up your look, literally. So I'm going to hit you with a few this or that style questions. So just don't think, do not think, just answer. Mabel, why don't you go first each round so we can hear from each of you, if you don't mind. And then I'll hit Shaira the second round. Okay. Lipstick or eyeshadow? Lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was too easy. Okay. Shaira, lipstick or eyeshadow? Lipstick. Okay. You guys are on the same page and you're not twins. Just to be I clear. thought you would say eyeshadow sister for some reason. No. Okay, great. No. Lipstick okay, out. lipstick. Can I ask why? For me, it's a red lip. Okay. I know that if I'm feeling down and you see me with a mean red lip, oh, don't mess with me on that day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it's like part of our culture, like growing up for like Christmas parties or family parties. My mom used to say, let me put a little lipstick on you. And immediately <laughs> we felt grown up and beautiful. So it's mm -hmm. like, oh, lipstick to me means like, oh, my God, I feel better automatically. Okay. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first time your mom put lipstick on you? Well, the first shared <laughs> we, have we, we have a story. We have, <laughs> we have a story. Our mom used okay. to take us to these JC Penny photo shoots every for Christmas for yeah. Christmas. And we have the photo. There was the first time I think I was five and sister you were four. And she's like, she dresses we were we're not twins, but my mother would dress us alike. Okay. Um, and the finishing touch was the red lip. She was oh. like, okay, you need, you need some lipstick girls. And that's, that's oh. hysterical. That's our I first memory. I love the picture of it. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go to the next one. Streaming or cable? Streaming. Okay. And Saira? Streaming. I hate commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate commercials. Oh, <laughs> uh, Do you guys have a favorite show to stream or movie? Actually, now that you mentioned that, what's funny is the streaming services now, they're bringing back like old telenovelas that I grew up watching on TV. Mm -hmm. So now I'm usually like clicking on them to see like, wow, your brain as a six-year-old watching a soap opera. Oh, girl, wait. (laughs) And then your brain as like, you know, now my age watching the soap opera. I'm like, wow. There's a lot that we didn't know was going on. (laughs) There are so many, there's songs like that. But my friend is my classmate from college. She just posted on Instagram yesterday. She's watching a telenovela on Netflix and she said, I grew up watching these with my mom, like since mm-hmm. I was six years old. And she's like, I should not have been watching this. Literally. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? These topics? <laughs> yes. I'm like, what are these topics as my six-year-old? Absolutely oh. not. Oh and I think that's goodness. why we're so dramatic, sister. Everything we do is so dramatic. Like we learned about first love, betrayal, cheating. And not in that bad way, but in the novelas. <laughs> yes. Everything is so she, she, all, she said one good thing and a couple <laughs> bad things. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In the next round, don't think. Heels or flats? My Heels. Name? Heels. Okay. Sarah? Heels. I'm only 5'1". <laughs> so I don't have a choice, actually. So okay. heels it is. But okay. I, I, that being said, because I'm 5'7", okay. we have to strategically plan when we're both wearing heels. It's hysterical. Like for okay. Shark Tank, I okay. had to only wear two inches because my sister had to wear a four-inch heel so that we didn't look too off. <laughs> you guys tricked me. I'll show you guys. <laughs> watch the clip now like, oh my goodness you guys got me good because yeah I was gonna say you look not too uh dissimilar in height but you ladies are so fabulous though I feel like I knew the answer to that one Aww, <laughs> like I could have guessed that you're gonna say you okay next one solo or group vacation don't think, I, don't think, don't think, don't think group group I'm gonna say group okay. I should do more solo okay. but I do group because I enjoy like just sharing experiences with people. Okay. I love like being a chatty caddy as it's all happening. Yeah. And like the memories and the photos and like, you remember that song that when we were on vacation? So mm-hmm. for me, group. Yeah. But I should okay. do more solo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and yes. for me, it'll be group as well because I'm too scared to get kidnapped. <laughs> like I feel like, I feel like my size is mm-hmm. so, I can easily get kidnapped. So, and then plus I like to go to the hotel with someone. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. I need to cuddle. I need to oh. enjoy <laughs> enjoying my the the end of the day. So yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. That's the telenovela. The telenovela side. Got her. Okay. <laughs> Next one is salsa reggaeton or banda. Reggaeton, reggaeton, reggaeton. You know what? The honest answer is depends again on the vibe. Like some days oh. I go through this like. Sunday cleaning salsa, old school vibe. But then when I want to feel like young and hip and cool, reggaeton. Reggaeton all the way, though. Okay. It's captured my heart more recently. Okay. Say it. 
Well, I like all three. My playlist is like all three at the same time. <laughs> I go in and out. I'm like salsa, I'm dancing salsa while, while I'm cleaning, reggaeton by myself, just dancing by myself as okay. well. And banda is just all three. I love it. Okay. Okay. Th- you know what? We won't make you choose between. Yes. It's like your children. <laughs> They're like your babies. <laughs> I would never make you choose between your babies. So you know what? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. All good. Feel good music. <laughs> okay. So women of color are 4.5 times more likely to start a business than other demographics. Why do you think that is? I'm just going to, I just want to say a one-liner here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it has to do with what I said earlier. Growing mm-hmm. up, seeing a lot of aunts providing, a lot of mothers providing, a lot of grandmothers providing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in our culture, we just saw a lot of women working hard. Mm-hmm. So I think that we just have like this this hunger to provide mm-hmm. in, in our culture. And that's why we start businesses, because we want to provide for ourselves. Right. Yeah, right. it's, it's that definitely like, you know, this desire to provide and wanting more opportunities, living life a little bit on your terms. But for the women that also decided to go the corporate path, sometimes people don't are not honest about the fact that you need a certain sponsorship. Right. You need people that stand behind you, people that right. can advocate for you when you're not in the room. And right. sometimes because of whether it be socioeconomic, mental or whatever factors if, especially if you're like providing all the time, sometimes people don't realize how much extra work it takes to build those relationships, especially if you're a single right. mother, right? Mm-hmm. You're focused on feeding your kid and getting your deadlines and running your team. And then this additional extra of forging these relationships for the future job you're going to get can sometimes be exhausting because time is a limitation. So, right. you know, sometimes women like opt out because maybe they're passionate about doing businesses that are, maybe reflect the customer profile that they understand. And I just also think that Latinas and multicultural women are just very creative creatures. Like mm-hmm. we can do a lot. With yeah. a little. <laughs> and I think sometimes right. it's like, I'm not going to lie. Like I give up a very like cushy corporate job, but I find myself, right. I find this entrepreneurial grind so exciting. And so right. like, it brings me back to like, the New York City hustling day sister when we were on that A train, like I feel great being mm-hmm. like but, but this is obviously not as traumatic. This is a lot like cushy version of the A train, right. you know right. what I mean? But right. I think that once you're always a hustler, I don't think that dies. I think right. that you try to find more creative and like safe ways to be a hustler, if that makes sense, to right. like do a lot with a little, to challenge your creativity, to give birth to something bigger than you. Right. You know, I think that's enticing to people yeah. like us. Right. Right. I mean, it's almost like it's in your blood and almost right. passed down generationally in a sense that that hustle, because I, you know, raised by a single mom and the path that I chose also is not a linear one. But I was like, we're going to make it work and we're mm-hmm. going to we're going to we're going to find a way to make this work. And I think seeing that in the women that were around while I was young is what made me so much like this. And so it sounds like it did the same with you too. Did you ever feel unwelcome in the business or the beauty world, even though I know you have such an entrepreneurial bloodline in a sense, did, but did you ever feel like maybe you weren't wanted in the space? Not no, necessarily. No, <laughs> no good, we're, not, we're so blessed. We're good, so lucky. Good, good. I think a lot of it has to do with energy. Like we're mm-hmm. so excited. Like 
you know, this is a podcast, but in the videos and stuff that you probably people see out there, we're like, are you guys on like that 24 seven? I'm like, that was an off day. Like you guys don't even know all this energy that we always have. Yeah. But what were you going to say, sister? No, I was going to say that not unwanted. I, right. I think our peers in the beauty industry, they saw us as the girls. Yes. Right. It's excited. like, oh, the girls. The free the sisters. Girls, the girls. Oh, they're so cute. They're oh so God. cute. And we're like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. We're business women. We're making uh-huh. this decision. Uh-huh. We're, I'm not gonna we're, lie. At first we're they were closing like, deals. Right, right, right. At first it was like, oh my god, a lot of cute projects. You guys at first it was the branding. Oh my god, you guys are so cute together and the sparkle. And then we're rolling out all these deals. They're like, wait a minute. <laughs> right, wait, wait. They're a force to be reckoned with. Hold on now. Yeah. We have I to say it's funny because a friend of mine said this to me. He's like, he had started his company two years before we did. And he said, right. listen, with you guys and your energy, you're going to find people out of the woodworks that you've never met that are going to come along and help you. And that mm-hmm. actually has happened to us. Like, it's strange. It's like people that they meet us, they like what we're doing and they help push us along. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we, we feel very fortunate. And I think a lot of it has to do with we're very unapologetic about who we're talking to from our mm-hmm. marketing we are very mm-hmm. authentic. Like we like color mm-hmm. and gold accents. And so everything. And then when they talk to us and they get to know us and, you know, my sister's behind the product development and I'm, you know, doing the marketing and whatever, like what we've walked away with is the power that people don't really usually get to talk to founders about right. of, of early businesses. And that right. has actually been our superpower because we're literally in on the ground level selling our brand. Right. And people find that exciting because it's, you yeah, know. Yeah, we show up and they're like, oh, the owners are here. And right. we're like, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who are we supposed to, <laughs> you know, right, right. <laughs> to We're hire to, be to here. sell our business. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you're so passionate about it. And I mean, it seems like you just how well you know yourselves has truly benefited you in business. And I can imagine that uh, would apply across disciplines and across business um, sectors. But could you say there's something you learned about yourselves, each of you from running Luna Magic that maybe you didn't know before? Ooh, we. <laughs> I learned a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> about myself. Well, I think my sister comes from a corporate background. Okay. And I come from like, a, mm, what's that word, sister, that I don't want to use? What background? Uh, She's going to make you say it. <laughs> You're a creative entrepreneur and this is yeah, your first I come job. From, <laughs> I come from like a, like um, more street. of street smart right. background. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at the beginning, it's like if you're doing all these businesses with corporate people, you feel that maybe you don't have the lingo down. Maybe you don't have the right words to say. Mm-hmm. But because I learned that because I am a good judge of character. Right. That, that's what I bring to the table. That's what, where I find my strength. So right. I'm like, okay, maybe I don't have the right lingo. <laughs> but, right. I know, but I know if this person is a good person to do business with or they're not a good person to right. do business with. So right. that's what I bring to the table, in my opinion. Yeah. I also think that's um, something that's in some ways, in some spaces, so undervalued but Mm -hmm. I think you can't overestimate the value of being street smart and being Mm -hmm. a good judge of character and being discerning in that way Um, I think you you definitely need both and I think mm -hmm. that what it's almost like we're both we both bring we have big strengths and we right I'm tapping into the other side and she's tapping into my side right so it's like we we always have and there's growth from both of us like for me what I've learned is really around 
you know, how to be a leader and set your expectations with your team and how to part ways with people that you may have a feeling that it's not going to work out long term. So it's really more around the hard decisions around accepting when things are not working and pivoting accordingly. I think it's hard when you, you know, you invest in someone or you invest in a project and you get kind of attached to it. So for me, I've learned when to kind of like, okay, it it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Yeah. And might I ask what, you guys seem to have such a clear vision and again, know, seem to know yourselves so well and understand what each of you brings to the table. What would you say to a woman out there who's thinking about starting her own business? Just do it. I think we spend a lot of time thinking the woulda, shoulda, coulda, and the maybe, mm-hmm. and how I'm going to get this and that. I'm not prepared. I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. And, and when and who and why and who's going to show up. When you're yeah. in that flow, start with a vision board. What does it look right. like? What does the color feel? Who do you want to talk to? And and I think that you you have to be honest with yourself about what you're good at and seek people around you or partnerships that feel the difference. I think a lot of people, especially women, think that they can do it all. I'm a right. victim of that with being a perfectionist. I want to do right. it all, right. all in right. one day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you mm-hmm. have to kind of have people around you that keep you honest around, okay, I think you're running yourself to the ground this week. Let's go on vacation for like a day and then let's get back on that horse. You know what I mean? So right. for women is the time is now the, the world, the market. There's a lot of venture capital dollars looking for women. People, investors have seen the return of businesses started by women for women. So there's a connection there. Don't be afraid, but also right. know what you don't know. But if you find something that you're really, really excited about and Let's be honest about the hard work and the right. strategy that you need to have to A plus B and laying those framework, but just start and just trust your gut that you're going to figure it out. Like to your point, like we know ourselves so well, but it's really rooted in like experiences that we've, my sister and I have had independently. And you always lean to that experience to know, okay, what did I learn from that? And, and apply it to this present moment. Right. Right. And Shaira, what would you add? If anything, just one step at a time. Mm-hmm. movement. Okay. Don't sure. stay stagnant one step at a time. That's right. all. Because if you think about the big picture, sometimes like my sister is a big picture person mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's cool. That's great. But what's mm-hmm. the next step? How do right. we get to the big picture? Right. So, right. You know, details. Break yeah. it mm-hmm. down, break whatever you're trying to do. Just break it down in, in simple steps and right. take one step at a time. Because if sometimes like, if you think about the big it's picture, a- it's overwhelming. Yes. yes, I was yeah, actually talking I think, to my girlfriend, mm-hmm. sorry, about it yesterday. I was like, did you realize that we're the, on this earth, we're on an axis in the middle of space? And then I was like, nope, I'm not going there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's how she really means my big mom. picture. She's yeah, like, so no, so giant, like, gigantic picture. They say that we're floating. Can you believe yeah. that? And I was like, no, 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 don't entertain me. Let's and your friend's back. like, I don't want to know. Don't don't, let's, let's talk about right now where we are, what exactly. we're doing. She's like, let's yeah. bring it back. I like if I could know. combine you, you your your advice, it would be just do it one step at a time. Just do it. Yeah, great. But have a vision for where you want to be. Because the vision, when things get hard, that's what's going to keep you going. Right, right. That is true. That is true. I feel like in my own career, that was what kept me going. And sometimes when things felt and looked so bleak and hopeless, I was like, no, 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 this is still possible. (laughs) If you can envision (laughs) it, it's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So one final question. This has been such a wonderful conversation with both of you. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Um, Thank you for sharing yourselves. Final question for each of you. What inspires you to constantly push yourself to reach new heights? Um, For me, I have a daughter. Her name is Aliyah. Okay. And we're turning 10. We, because it's, jo- it's a journey. <laughs> you're we are turning 10. Yes, I love this Summer. And for me, I always look to, you know, when you're thinking about your life and what you wish your parents gave you and what they mm-hmm. could and you realize they did the best and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I find a lot of inspiration seeing how she's growing up and me trying to be a mindful parent. And at the end of the day, it, to me, it's about legacy. It's about how can I forge this path to make whatever she decides to do in her life as a little black girl? What is her take of it? Right. Right. That's what's in it for me. Like the the downstream impact of what I'm doing is going to have on her future and her outcome. So that's exciting right. to me. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. Aliyah's got a great mom. I'm going <laughs> to say it. That's wonderful. Seda. I think it comes down to my fear of turning 99. Is <laughs> that a long way from now? Yeah, oh turning ninety nine and then living in the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Mm-hmm. We talk about so, that. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I I love watching documentaries, mm-hmm. and when they go to senior homes and interview, my the sister people, and I go to the same one. We say we're okay. going to the same senior home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they interview all the senior wonderful humans, and what's that one regret? What's that one mm. regret? And they're all mm-hmm. saying the same thing. I should have did this. I should have, could have, would have. It's mm. like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I don't right. want to be a 99-year-old no. senior person thinking yeah. about what move I didn't take because of fear. Right. So I constantly try, every day, my homework is turn off the fear factor. Turn it right. all the way down. Yeah. And take one step forward. Yeah, because when I hit 99 and I'm talking about my life, I'm going right. to say I did A, B and C and I did everything that I could to live my life to the fullest. Yeah. And even when we are in the middle of fear, like Shark Tank, we were like cameras on action. We're like, <gasps> Do it. Brave face and keep <laughs> it moving. I, get, yeah. I always tell my sis, OK, cool. Keep it moving. What's next? You, there's always something more. Right. So even while you're in the middle of that moment. Right getting yourself together to still deliver. Right, right. That's great. I feel like I, in high school, we learned psychology class in high school about people's biggest regrets being things they hadn't done, not things they did do Mm -hmm. um, by the time they were older. So that that is something to think about and a beautiful thing to carry with you and inspire you to keep pushing yourself. I'm going to have so many stories for my grandkids. Oh my (laughs) God, I did this Or no, we we talk about our, our senior home scrapbook. We're going to be like the ones telling the other ones, look at what we did. Oh, we did oh my goodness. They're going to be jealous. They're going to be jealous. Well, thank you both, Mabel and Saira, for being with us today. It's been so wonderful talking to both of you. I'm wishing you nothing but continued success um, and abundance. Um, thank thank you. you for making thank time you. today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Step by Pop Sugar. A huge shout out to Sorel making powerful footwear for powerful people. You can find the Step by Pop Sugar at popsugar.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, share with your friends and tune in next week. This episode of the Step by Pop Sugar is presented by Sorel, powerful footwear for unstoppable individuals.